Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. 20 minutes north of Lincoln is a hidden gem which allows you to peer millions of miles into the sky. The Branch Oak Observatory came into being through the dedicated work of two men, one of which is with me today, Matthew Anderson, along with Michael Sibrinson, co-founded the Public Sky Park back in 2015. And Matthew joins me for a conversation. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning, Dale. Best way to travel to get to the observatory? Uh, piece of cake. You uh, just head out north like you're going to Branch Oak Recreation Area. And uh, we are just a half a mile south of the face of the dam. So when you take Raymond Road up to the face of the dam at Northwest 98th, we have this really nice billboard there that says hang a left. And we're a half a mile right there. Describe for listeners what's there, what exists now and what used to be that overgrown farm field. Well, exactly, it was an overgrown farm field just a short seven years ago. But what we have here today, and I hope you're sitting down, uh, we have a classroom for 30 kids. We have a hands-on meteorite display. I mean, how would you like to be able to come out, hold a rock from outer space? It is phenomenal. And we have a number of them that you can do that for. Uh, we also have the uh, uh, visitor center, we have an astronomy library, so you can come here and check out astronomy books. We have uh, buildings dedicated to the night sky. We have a roll-off style observatory, uh, very similar to like what Hyde Observatory has. And the roof retracts, and we've got telescopes that are mounted in there for visual astronomy and astrophotography for taking pictures of the night sky. Then we have the more traditional domed observatory. When people think of astronomy, they think of a building with the rounded mm -hmm. roof, and we've got one of those, and we have a beautiful 14-inch Schmidt-Cassegrain telescope in there. Gives us some excellent deep space views. And one of our newest additions is the Berman Radio Study Center. This has uh, an opportunity for us to look at the universe in a unique way, which is electronically. Uh, we have a Jove radio telescope, which allows us to actually capture the electronic signals off of Jupiter and off of the sun. This is actually part of a citizen science project with NASA. And uh, we capture that information and then we upload it to NASA on a weekly basis. Uh, we also have uh, the Jaden and Rutledge Finke SATCOM array, which allows us to communicate to and through the International Space Station and other amateur uh, satellites that are up there for amateur radio. And the newest project that we have, and we are fully funded, and I can tell you, uh, the Earth, Moon, Earth. This is the one that got my attention, Radio, it, it's incredible. You're going to yeah. be able to come and be able to take your voice and send it to the surface of the moon and back. It is a phenomenal experience in and of itself, and we have a whole program designed around that. I want to make sure that people don't think, oh, that's too geeky for me. I want people to really feel that they can load up the car, 
bring the grandkids, bring the kids, come by themselves. Absolutely. We are very family oriented. That That is our core group. Um, as of the last star party that we had, and we'll talk about that in just a second, uh, we surpassed the 9,500 mark. So since we've been open seven years ago, we've had over 9,500 people, families. Uh, we've had uh, people uh, as young as uh, newborns uh, all the way up to centurions. So we've, we've covered everything. And uh, there is something there for everybody. What was spectacular was we had an opportunity to speak to some folks that had seen Halley's Comet back in the early 1900s. And they had not looked through a telescope since that experience. And to be able to listen and to hear about the history and what it was like back then uh, to what they're seeing now is just a phenomenal time. I'm fascinated about the birth of this, this whole process. Seven years in the making. When you and Michael started this, did you have any idea that you would be at this point, you would have a world-class level observatory? We didn't. Uh, when we first started, we just wanted a place for people to come out and enjoy the night sky. So uh, we had this overgrown farm field, so we you know, got the cane mowed down, we had a big old wood pile, we had trees, got that all cleared off, so now we have this kind of this blank slate. And uh, the very first thing we put up was called a parallelogram mount, where we put this just like this ginormous pair of binoculars on, which made it real simple for people to, to, to view uh, the night sky. And uh, we just kind of opened it up to the public. Uh, we, our first star party event we had, we had 250 people show up and they didn't know us from Adam. And that really started where we are today. It is absolutely phenomenal, the growth that we've had. And what's been even more amazing is that literally if we have dreamed it, it has come to fruition. And that's just been spectacular. Great community support, uh, great volunteers. A lot of what you see when you come out there, a lot of that came from blood, sweat, and tears, but also from the pocketbooks of the volunteers. And the community has also responded uh, by giving us support, uh, not only financially, but also of material goods. Uh, as a, for instance, the uh, visitor center was originally donated to us by Talon Steel Builders. Uh, the other buildings uh, were donated uh, in part by the volunteers by providing the materials and uh, uh, we've had like Schaefer Communications provided the radio towers for us for the radio telescopes and for the SATCOM array um, and we've had uh, uh, a company like Celestron uh, had stepped up in a phenomenal way and uh, has provided a lot of the telescopes that we have out there so we we're resonating with people and uh, the community is responding and I'm really excited about what the future is going to hold. Why is the spot, what is it about this spot that is so advantageous for watching the night sky? Two things. One is we like to say it's just that ideal distance from Lincoln uh, to, to out near Branch Oak Recreation Area. You know, 20 minutes from the north part of Lincoln, you know, 30, maybe 45. If you're way down south there, it's still a pretty easy drive uh, to get to. And the geography that we have, uh, where we're sitting, we're kind of on the downside of a hill, so we do get some shielding. Because, you know, we get a little bit of sky glow from Lincoln. We're not going to get away from that. Um, but it is on dark nights when we don't have the moon out. Uh, it, it is amazing. You can see the Milky Way. The Milky Way, as a matter of fact, can be so bright at times, it will actually cast a shadow. So that is really phenomenal skies. 
Tell us about the star parties. So star parties, uh, every month, uh, year round, we hold an event called a star party. This is where we invite the general public to come on out for free and enjoy the night sky. So every month uh, we bring out our volunteers because we're a volunteer run organization and we open up everything. So we have the classroom open up, the visitor center, every, it's all staffed and people can tour through. And what's really fun about this is, is that they get a, a, a tour of the night sky unlike anything that they have ever um, experienced before. And we're doing something very unique this year is we're recognizing our community partners. Uh, last, I say last month, uh, earlier this month in March, uh, we had the Hunting Orion Star Party. Uh, this one, we recognize our, our fire and rescue personnel. So we had both professional and volunteer firefighters, current and active duty, came on out. This upcoming month, April 1st, we're going to be recognizing our educators. So that's both formal and informal. So, uh, you know, and both, um, active and retired and that can be anybody who teaches so that can be a teacher at a public private or home school uh, can be uh, maybe a docent at a uh, at a museum uh, volunteers who uh, teach uh, cub scouts boy scouts girl scouts or any organizations where learning is involved we want those people to come out and uh, enjoy the night sky and what we're doing as a way of saying thank you for what they're doing uh, each group when they come out and, and here Again, it depends upon the number of people. If we have just a small handful, your, your chances are astronomical, if you will, in order to win this really great pair of Vortex binoculars. And we have a great community partner in Security First Bank. Lisa Workman has just been incredible to work with. And, and when we talked with her about this, she said, absolutely. So we've already given away one pair of beautiful Vortex binoculars. April 1st, uh, the star party starts at 8, uh, the drawing's at 10, so you have to stick around for a couple hours. Um, but somebody there is going to walk away with this phenomenal pair of beautiful binoculars. Talk about your NASA connection, the observatory connection. Yeah, so we have this really great um, relationship with NASA through an organization called NASA Space Grant. And uh, Michael Severinsen, he is actually called a Solar Systems Ambassador. And what he does, he's our connection uh, between our organization and uh, NASA uh, itself. NASA Space Grant is an arm of NASA where they provide funding to organizations, schools, nonprofits uh, to further the art and science of space and technology. And uh, we were have been very fortunate as, for instance, our Earth, Moon, Earth, uh, we have received, uh, it's about a 17, I think by the time we get it all said and done, it'll be close to a $20,000 project. And uh, they have been able to help fund nearly half uh, of that. And then we have another great community partner uh, here in Lincoln that has funded the other half. Uh, but being able to have that relationship, and it makes uh, us uh, available to have unique programming opportunity that uh, the normal education uh, staff or education system doesn't necessarily have access to. So it's a, it's a wonderful relationship and uh, they have provided us with some phenomenal uh, learning experiences, not only for us, but for uh, the general public as well. Bring up the 
earth to moon to earth radio Absolutely. sending your voice piece that piece that together all right so the, so the next project is called <laughs> earth moon earth so so here's this. how it's going to work we're, we're actually going to have a program around this and the fun thing about this is well one is it's cool and two it's very unique so uh, we've already been asking people says you know the moon is probably outside of the sun uh, the moon is a, is a, one of the most recognized celestial objects right everybody can look up there and they recognize the moon but did you ever wonder how far the moon is away well you know, with the internet and Google, we can just type in how far is the moon away from Earth, and you can get that answer. And that's okay, but what's the fun in that? So we make it fun. So the first thing we're going to do is we want, you know, we're talking to kids, and I love talking to kids because they're unabashed and they're pure. And what's great about it is we'll ask a kid, well, how far do you think the moon is away from the Earth? And we've already gotten answers from like 50 miles to 50 million miles. And we go, great answer, because there really isn't a wrong answer for the kids, right? And we go like, how would you like to be able to prove that? And they'll go like, well, yeah, that would be kind of fun. So what we'll do is we'll get kids and those young at heart uh, to be able to give us their answer. And we're going to put them through a little brief uh, mission uh, uh, for, uh, uh, training. So we'll set them down in the classroom. We'll talk about the moon. We'll talk about space. Talk a little bit about radio waves. And then we're going to take them and set them down in front of a very special radio system that will allow them to send their voice to the moon and back. And we need to do something, in other words, to figure out distance, right? There's a math formula. You knew there was math coming, but it's a very simple formula. And there's only one variable that we need, and that is time. Well, we're going to have a fun time getting our time. So we're going to sit uh, this young person or this young person at heart down in front of the microphone, and we're going to have a stopwatch. And we're going to tell them, say, say, hi, moon. And so when they say, first hear the word hi, we're going to hit the start on the, on the stopwatch, and then we're going to listen for the echo. And when the echo comes back, we'll hit the stop. And that'll be somewhere between two to two and a half seconds. It does depend upon, because the moon does... Um, we have perigee and apogee, uh, so the moon does kind of get closer, does get a little further away, so there's up to a half a second or so difference, and uh, we're going to get that time. So what do we do with that? Well, we're going to plug it into that real simple formula, which is constant, which is the speed of light, and ironically, radio waves travel at that same rate, 186,000 miles per second. Times are time variable, somewhere between two to two and a half seconds, and that will give us our distance. That'll give us our distance to the moon and back. Well, we need to find out what the distance is to the moon, so we'll just cut it in half, and that gives us our approximate distance. Then we can compare that to what Google says, because NASA's done a really great job, but we're actually partnering with uh, a gentleman who does um, uh, high-sensitive instrumentation, and he's heard about what we're doing, and we should actually be able to get it even down to the mile, how far away that is. So here's what we've got. We've got somebody who's come out. They've got theory. We're going to give it application by getting them on the radio, and then we're going to have a proof, right, with the answer, and then we're going to be able to compare that proof with what we actually know it to be. So it's just going to be a phenomenal experience, and there's two more important things that's going to happen with that. Everybody who completes their mission will receive an embroidered mission patch. It'll be Project Moon Bounce. We're working on a couple of different designs. It's going to be phenomenal. And then, as we say, they're going to get a certificate suitable for framing that will say, I went to the moon and back at the Branched Oak Observatory. All this can be found at branchedoakobservatory.com? That is correct. Is that where to go? That's where to go. Wow. Yep. And then we're also on Facebook okay. under Branched Oak Observatory as well. There is your mission, folks. Branchedoakobservatory.com. Matthew Anderson joining me today.
Thank you, Dale. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody, for being here on Lincoln Live.